I seriously love that scripture of day and night and it appeared in one of the other Bible reading plans throughout the week, Psalm 88, verse 1. It says, Lord, you are the God who saves me. Day and night I cry out to you. Day and night. Revelation 4.8, day and night. There's something about day and night. It's not just when we choose to do it, but it's a lifestyle. When we become a Christian, we begin a journey of developing a lifestyle of following Jesus. We don't just become a Christian and then start to read the Bible and start to come to church and start to learn how to pray and do these things when it's convenient or when we want to, we, we develop a lifestyle of becoming more like Jesus. It's called discipleship. It's called a discipleship journey. And, uh, and so what I want to do this morning as we continue our theme of resetting our prayer is I want to encourage every single person here that where you're at right now this morning, it's okay. But when you're, where you're at right now this morning is not okay because we need to be on the journey. And so today is good for me, but tomorrow I've got to be looking to improve. I've got to be looking to improve in every area of my life, including that of my discipleship journey with Christ, including that of my prayer life. And so before we get into that, I don't know if anybody's been following the Olympics. I think they finish sometime soon. Um, Today, they finish. There we go. I've kind of just tapered off a little bit at the end. But um, last night was apparently really exciting um, for those who follow basketball. And uh, for those who don't, it was just just another day. Um, but what I got excited about when I woke up this morning, I saw the females high jump and the silver medalist from that, Nicole McDermott, an Aussie who is just passionate about Jesus. And uh, I saw a couple of posts earlier on in the week about her and so I started to look at her Facebook page and her socials and follow some of the things, and she's just out there when it comes to posting scriptures and posting encouragement to people around her and giving glory to God. And so I thought, well, if she does do it right, it'll be, regardless of how she does, it'll be an interesting um, kind of interview afterwards to just to see what she actually does in that moment, because it's different when you are competing for your state or competing for your country at say, the world titles, because how many people have ever watched the world titles in high jump? <laughs> exactly. Whereas the Olympics, is, is, it's a whole new level. And so when we go to a whole new level, sometimes we can shrink back in what we say and what we do, because suddenly there's a lot more eyes on us and there's a lot more, but she's just gone for it. And I love it, and I, I should have got the clip up, but do yourself a favour and... Um, either Google it, I don't know what will show up on Google, um, but you can go to the 7 Plus app and you can see her interview, it's there now, I watched it this morning and they asked her about, well, what's it like competing on whatever in front of no crowd? 
And she's just gone, not even really answered the question, but gone, I'm believing that there's going to be a day when the stadiums are going to be full again, but there's going to be revival come in those stadiums and there's going to be people singing and jumping up and down for Jesus. And, and I'm like, he's asking about you competing in front of people. I jump and you've just turned it into, I'm believing for revival and people are going to be coming to Jesus in stadiums. And I'm like, how incredible is this? A young woman on fire for God, day and night. Doesn't care what anyone thinks. Day and night is pushing into God. And then she said something else. She said, in 2017, I had a moment where I put God first and my athletics second. And I made the decision that I'm going to follow God with everything and whatever comes through my athletics, whatever comes through my high jumping is going to be what it is. But God is my priority. And I thought, yes. How incredible is that? How incredible is that? What an incredible revelation to have that day and night, God, you're number one. Day and night, my teaching degree. Day and night, my science degree. Day and night, my business. Day and night, my everything else is second. God, you're number one. And I got a little bit excited and then we ended up being late because I wasn't getting the boys ready because I was <laughs> sitting there doing that. And <clears throat> but uh, it was awesome. I sat down to watch the basketball highlights and ended up getting sidetracked by <clears throat> Nicole McDermott. So it was awesome. So do yourself a favour and go and watch that. But as we go into prayer, as I said today... Earlier in the week, I, I worked out that I was reading last month's Bible plan instead of this month's, and because we were on leave, I did my own thing through holidays, and I wasn't reading the same thing as us all, and so then I went and joined it, and then I thought men's prayer, I was doing from this, and then Lockie's gone, hang on, no, that's, that's last month's, we're on a new one, so now I'm doing two this month, so that I can still do last month's and this month's together, and I think that's where that Psalm 88 came from, but it really got me thinking. It really got me thinking. And Pastor Bruce's message last week, just let me pull this up. If you weren't here, make sure you go back and have a look online to see this. But he gave us five C's to change our prayer and reset our prayer. Choice, communication, conversation, conviction, confession, and change. And I was just sitting there the whole time and I look at Pastor Bruce and he's preached this before, but I think one of the best and biggest attributes in our senior ministers is a different C word to all of them, it's consistency. They have consistency, consistency, they have consistently loved on this church and the people that call it home. They've consistently led us through all sorts of trials. They've consistently put vision in front of us. They've consistently just continued to put out in front of us something that we can press on towards. And I love the fact that we've got senior ministers who have consistently done that for 20, what are we, coming up 26 years, 27 years, something in December, 26, 27, somewhere around there. Startling 95, you do the math. Um, <clears throat> no, no one's yelling it out at me. 26. 
But I was sitting in a meeting this week with Pastor Bruce and <clears throat> sitting with some ministers from other denominations and, uh, and they get posted here and they're here for three years and then they get posted there and they're there for however long and then they get, oh, they get the call but it's a posting to somewhere else and they can travel around to all these different churches and they do phenomenal work while they're there, don't get me wrong, but but they just they build something and then they get uprooted and then put in the ground somewhere else and then here you go, now you're in this community and then you can do this. And I just sat there with this, I don't know what I, how to even describe it, but just this feeling of how precious is what we've got. How grateful am I for what we've got, that we've got this set up in this structure around our churches where the founding pastor, they're in it for the long haul. They're not just in it until they get moved on somewhere else, but, but they're in it for the long haul. And so we've got all around us in our community churches that are filled with pastors that have been here for five years or six years or three years or two years, and then they're off to somewhere else and someone else moves in from there. But we've got this longevity and this consistency which we can build upon and we can build upon and we can build upon. And that's just, it just encouraged me so much and blessed me so much. And I went to, went to this scripture in John 15 where Jesus says, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing not you can do some things or you can do little things. You can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and put in a fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Again, going back to where I started, we're all on a discipleship journey. We're all on this process. And how do we stay on that process? We stay planted. How do we stay on that process of becoming more like Christ, of becoming a disciple of Jesus, of becoming a better person, of resetting our prayer life, of resetting our financial life, of resetting our relational life? How do we stay on this process? Stay connected to the vine. Stay in that place. And so I love the fact that we've got pastors who aren't just uprooted and moved somewhere else and then we get somebody else transplanted in. Because, you know, I started to do some reading, which some people would be shocked about that I was doing some reading. But, um, it's yeah, it is truly amazing. But I started doing some reading about what happens to a, a plant when it's transplanted. What happens, to a, what happens to a tree when you uproot it 
and then going, oh, well, yeah, this looks like a nice environment. Let's put it in here. You can have the best conditions when you go and transplant something from one spot to another. But you know, some trees take two or more years to get rid of the stress that's placed around that environment when they transfer. And so I started thinking about, well, pastors that, that move churches all the time, that, that if it can take up to two years for a tree, <clears throat> you know, I think there's, we can draw parallels here, that it can take time for those roots to get back down, for the connections to be remade, for the, for the place that it's in for the people that's around it to start to feel loved and appreciated again and to feel like they're on board. So if it can take a couple of years and then we're moving on again after three, we've only got one year to, to do something. And whether it's pastors or whether it's us as individuals, I'm not going to go down this road, but <clears throat> if it's us as individuals that are, I'm going there now anyway, that are moving around... Yeah. Church to church to church, location to location. We never get settled in one place. Occasionally, it can take up to five years for trees to fully recover. In most cases, it takes a year or so for trees to shake off the transplant shock. Stay grounded. Stay grounded. Get your roots down deep and stay grounded. Because when we stay grounded, we can just bit by bit grow our branches. When we stay grounded, when we stay connected to the vine, when we stay connected in that place, yes, we get pruned. Yes, we, we get a limb chopped off every now and then because it's got a bad attitude, it's stopped bearing fruit or there's no nutrients getting into it anymore and so that one goes and then this happens and then that happens and this all happens through God pruning his vine. This all happens through the preacher, the pastor delivering a sermon that cuts a little bit and you go home going, oh really, I don't agree with that, good. You've just been pruned a little bit. Get ready to bear some fruit. This happens by going to connect group and getting involved in a conversation that you go, hang on, I disagree with this. Awesome. You've just been pruned a little bit. If you choose in that moment to step out, if you choose in that moment to uproot yourself and move away, guess what's going to happen? Transplant shock. Guess what's going to happen? Two to three years before you're going to start to develop fruit again. But if we stay connected to the vine, if we stay planted where we are and allow the pruning to take place, guess what happens when spring comes? We get those blossoms, we get that fruit, and it's incredible. We need to stay connected. And so what I want to encourage you with this morning is for us to reset our prayer, we need to stay connected. For us to reset our prayer, we need to allow the pruning to take place. We need to allow that little pinky that you you thought it was just such a small little area of whatever. It's just an opinion. It's just a this. And you go to connect group and suddenly everyone's, or you go to prayer night and 
you have conversations around a prayer night and there's people sitting and there's people walking and there's people standing and there's people lying and there's people that love to pray out loud and there's people that hate praying out loud and guess what happens? It's all pruning us. It's all pruning us so that we can bear much fruit. But if we choose to go, well, I'm not going to come to prayer night because I don't like the way that that person prays. I'm not going to come to prayer night because somebody might hand me the microphone. I'm not going to come to prayer night because I have to wear a mask. I'm not going to come to prayer night because I have to sit down. I'm not allowed to walk around because of social distancing. I can't do this. I can't do that. Guess what? We just shut off our opportunity to be pruned. We just shut off our opportunity to bear fruit. And so as we reset, I want us to reset this morning. I want to encourage you, every single one here, I want to encourage and challenge you this morning to reset your thinking, where am I at? Reset to be, do you know what? Even if I don't agree, I'm going to turn up. Even if I think, well, hang on, it's not for me. It's not my cup of tea at the moment. No, I'm going to go anyway because it's not about me. It's about someone else. It's, it's about me putting myself there so that I can help somebody else have a pruning moment. It's about me putting myself there so that they can help prune me so that I can bear much fruit, so that we can bear much fruit. Yeah. And what I love about watching trees grow is that they take time. They take time and where that tree is at today, where I'm at today is okay as long as I stay planted. And so as a final encouragement for you this morning, you know, I started thinking about prayer and thinking about my prayer life and started thinking about, well, I've set myself challenges over the years that I want to be praying for an hour a day and I want to be praying for 15 minutes a day and I want to get into the office and I want to pray, I want to come into the auditorium for the first half an hour and I want to do this and I want to, and there's been all these goals that I've set myself that most of the time I failed with. I don't know about your prayer life and what you've done and what you've set. And, you know, you hear stories of Reinhard Bonnke that prays for hours and hours and hours and Pastor Phil who walks along the beach for a couple of hours a day praying and these people that do this and you get messages from people that oh, I'm praying for you and you read it and go, oh, I haven't prayed for anyone today. Now I'm a failure. And there's all these things that come in, but every plant starts off small. As Emma said already this morning, starts off as a seed and then it slowly but surely grows. And some trees grow quickly, some trees take a really long time. It's okay. They're doing what they've been designed to do. And so my final encouragement to you this morning is that if you're praying and you go, oh, hang on, I'm not praying like that person. I really struggle to read the Bible reading plans. This one's awesome. It's like one verse a day. Even Shane and I are keeping up. I'm even doing two and keeping up. So it's like if you're ever going to get on and you go, no, they're just too long, jump on board with this one because it'll bless you and it's really short. You can do it really quickly even with kids distracting and all sorts of things, it's about a 30-second prayer. For most people, it's probably 10 seconds, but I'm a slow reader. And then one verse. 
But wherever we're at, whatever we're doing, be encouraged that if we stay planted, we're going to bear fruit. If we stay planted, we're going to be pruned. Which can hurt a little bit, but it's going to help us to bear fruit. And so, Father, I pray for every person here this morning. God, as we reset our prayer. Father, I thank you. God, that wherever we're at in this journey, wherever we're at in our journey of becoming a disciple of you, a follower of Jesus Christ, God, I thank you. Father, that we would choose today to lead a lifestyle of prayer. We choose today to, to lead a lifestyle of worshipping you, of pushing into you. And God, I do just pray for anyone that's feeling discouraged, that's feeling potentially like a failure in this area that's that's coming today and going, but you know what? I don't even know what to pray. I don't know how to pray. I start and nothing comes out. I say a word and I just freeze. I keep praying all these prayers, but I don't see anything change. I don't see anything transforming in my life. I don't see answers. I don't see people getting healed around me. I don't see my problems going away. I don't see their problems going away. Why? What's the point? God, I thank you for this scripture. Remain in me. God, I thank you for this scripture. Stay connected to the vine. God, I thank you for the word, your word. God, that as we stay connected to the divine, as we remain in you, as we allow ourselves to be pruned, we will see fruit. It's not a matter of we might see fruit. No, when we remain in you, when we remain in church, when we remain in our connect groups, when we stay connected to the vine, when we continue to pray. 10 seconds a day, 30 seconds a day, five minutes a day, an hour a day, however much we can do in our capacity, in our walk at the moment. God, I thank you, Father, for each one of us that as we stay connected, we can and we will see fruit come.